is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your SmackDown post-show for May 19th, 2023. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on this Saturday afternoon, wherever you may be, man. SmackDown last night, I unfortunately... Had to catch up on what was an absolutely boring show last night. I legitimately, I I, fa- I I caught myself falling asleep during some of the show last night. On top of which, I was exhausted because I just got done with House of Glory last night. Four hours of commentary last night with me and Solid Monster behind the microphone. Uh, if you guys were wondering where I was last night, that's where I was. I was in Queens. I was doing House of Glory at the NYC Arena, and we had our show last night, Beware the Fury. It was live on Fight. I don't know how many of you guys were actually watching last night on Fight TV, but we did crown a new HOG world champion in Matt Cardona. Yes, the former Zack Ryder is now the HOG world heavyweight champion and uh, he has taken the title. He said last night after the match was over, he's taking the title back to Orlando, Florida, because fuck New York City. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. So that's where I was last night. If anybody needs a uh, crash course on where I was last night, I seen a couple of people in the chat. Oh, where, where is he? Where is he? I don't believe he, he wasn't. He wasn't live last night. Sorry, guys. I'm not going to be live every Friday. Can't do it. I got other commitments. You'll live. You'll survive. It's not the end of the world. So I'm here this afternoon, and that's the reason why I am on Saturday afternoon instead of last night. And SmackDown last night, man. I don't know what it is with WWE programming. Like, I'll get a random comment here and there. Oh, well, JD's a hater. He's an AEW shell. He doesn't say anything bad about AEW, but I don't know why he watches WWE. All he wants to do is shit all over it. WWE programming for the last four or five weeks coming out of WrestleMania has been fucking boring. Boring. It's not good. I don't know what you guys are wanting. I don't know what you're expecting from me. I don't know how you could sit there and say that the television is good. It's not. It's not good. It's not good. I'm not going to sit here and blame Vince McMahon for everything. He's partially the fucking reason why it's bad. But my God, man. Saudi, putting a Saudi show in the middle of everything that's going on. We just had a pay-per-view in May. That leaves WWE, what, three weeks 
to build a fucking pay-per-view. And it's not just any pay-per-view. It's a gimmick pay-per-view where all the championships are on the line. And the championships, not all of them, are on the line. Night of Champions. So WWE's got no time coming out of Backlash to build proper feuds and proper matches. You'll get matches that are on the show just for the sake of being on the show. And that's exactly what you're getting with Asuka and Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship, which is being conducted on SmackDown. And then we got Rhea Ripley versus Natalia while I go to sleep, Natalia. Please, who asks for that? WWE is such in a bad place right now that they got to give Natalia a title match. I don't even know when Natalia won a last won a, won a match last, honestly. Again, another match. SmackDown Women's Title happening on Raw. Thanks for the clarification there, Vince, on why these titles are on the opposite show. That match, another, another great idea because Night of Champions needs to happen, just happening for the sake of it happening. And what else is happening on the show? Cody versus Roman, boring. Oh my God, I can't wait for it to be over. We'll probably get this match happening again at SummerSlam because they don't know anything else. And I'll go over something that somebody told me on Twitter this afternoon, and it's very, very clear as day that this probably is the reason why we are getting everything that we're getting at Clash of, uh, or Night of Champions, Clash of Champions, Night of Champions. We got Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. I mean, I'm interested in it. I'm excited to see how it plays out just because of the implosion of the bloodline and the story now taking place on WWE TV. But other than that, man, there is really nothing going on with WWE television where you could sit there and say, oh, yeah, it's great. It's great television. It's just as good as what we were getting going into WrestleMania. No, it's not. No, it's not. There is a certain level of just WWE just putting shit on TV. I mean, they just got done with six hours of a draft. And there's nothing that feels different, nothing that's changed, nothing that feels fresh. The foundations of WWE will be changed forever. Would that last an hour? Give me a fucking break with this shit. You can sit there and tell me that I hate all you want, man. The show sucks. If you don't want me to say it, then WWE should be producing better shows. Or if you don't like hearing it, go watch somebody else who's going to blatantly lie right to your fucking face. I'm not that guy. I expect better. I expect quality with the fucking talent that they got on this show and the 70 writers that they got writing this shit. Show sucks. After a draft, you'd think things would be different. Nothing's changed. Nothing. The only thing that mattered on last night's show, and I mean this legitimately, the only thing that mattered was the first 20 minutes of the show. That's it. We got a backstage segment with Roman and the Usos, which was the segment that followed the opening, which was the brunt of the importance of the show. Roman Reigns and the Bloodline. Roman Reigns is out there, and he's basically hyping his match with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are out there, and we'll go over exactly what was said in this segment. 
But long story short is Roman claims that he will win the tag team championships at Night of Champions. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens doesn't want to talk anymore. He just wants to fight. Sami Zayn says, well, Roman, uh, I'm sorry to tell you, bro, that that's not going to happen. And the reason why that's not going to happen is that you are not better than us. Sami Zayn has been documenting all of the behavior of Roman Reigns over the course of this entire Bloodline storyline. And he's tried to tell Jay Uso that Roman is the problem. Jay Uso did not believe Sami Zayn. Everything that Sami Zayn has basically willed into existence here is now coming into play, and Roman is doing exactly as Sami Zayn said he would to Jay Uso. Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso are probably, arguably, the best tag team in WWE history. And yes, they did lose the tag team championships. And yes, they've made mistakes. But Roman now is just blatantly blaming them for the downfall of the bloodline. But it's not really Jimmy and Jay that are to blame for the downfall of the bloodline. The bloodline, you know, they're not perfect. They'll lose a match here and there. And it's never stopped Roman before with the Usos losing. This was a bigger loss than the ones previously that they've suffered. But the downfall of the bloodline is not to do with the Usos. The downfall of the bloodline has to do with Roman himself. Roman is now power hungry. Roman is now greedy. Roman thinks he can do everything on his own. And Roman is going to eventually collapse. The Roman Empire will crumble because Roman is getting well ahead of where he should be, uh, both physically and mentally, and everything will come crashing down on him. That's the story that they're playing out. Now, I had some people ask me, and I did an extra on it during the week. WWE reportedly is... uh, planning a major title change for the pay-per-view. I don't know really what other championship would be in major jeopardy of changing hands outside of the tag team championships. I mean, Bianca could lose to Asuka, but I don't think that's going to be the case because, uh, I mean, the title would still be on SmackDown. So, I mean, if the title was going back to Raw, I could see Bianca losing the championship. But the fact that she'd be losing it to another SmackDown talent, I mean, it defeats the purpose. And WWE's been hyping up Bianca's world title reign as the longest ever. So I don't see that happening. Uh, Rhea Ripley's not losing to Natalia, And Gunther is not losing to Ali. So the only championship, reportedly, that's in jeopardy of changing hands is the tag team championships. And I don't think that WWE is going to go ahead and give Roman, Roman four belts. I, I don't think that's going to happen. What I do think is going to happen is what you guys seen play out on last night's show in the open. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were jumped by the Usos, and they were jumped and beaten down. Roman Reigns did not like this by Jimmy and Jay Uso. He blamed them for doing something that in the past was deemed, this is what the bloodline does. This is the family that the bloodline is. Jimmy and Jay Uso last night showed their allegiance to Roman Reigns and still got shit on for their act of loyalty. And what you saw last night is exactly what is going to play out or how it's going to play out at Night of Champions. They are going to do something that Roman did not ask them to do. They are going to do something that they think they are doing good for the bloodline. They are going to help Roman and Solo win the tag team championships, but the help is going to backfire. 
and they are going to basically ruin Roman and Solo's chances of capturing the tag team championships, and then that will sell the next story. The only other thing that could potentially happen is Solo turn on Roman to align himself with his brothers, and he is sick and tired of everything that Roman is doing to his brothers because the lasting image that we saw last night was Roman yelling at Jimmy and Jay for doing something that normally they would be praised for. And he turned around and he bumped into Solo accidentally. And Solo was looking at him as if, motherfucker, did you just bump into me? I've been the most loyal one to you and I've done everything you asked. And that's how you are going to disrespect me? The only other thing that would make sense, and I don't really see this playing out immediately, it could, but I don't see it, is Solo turning his back on Roman. Now, I don't see that happening because then that would leave Roman to be pinned in the ring, and I don't really think Roman is going to lose until he loses the championships. That would, that would just defeat the purpose of everything. That would be so fucking stupid if Roman takes the pinfall in that match. It's not going to happen. So the likely outcome here is... A situation that happens between Solo and Roman and Solo gets pinned or the Usos attempt to help and then they end up having their plan backfire and Solo eats the pin anyway. But the the bloodline is not going to win the tag team championships. It would be absolutely ridiculous for them to win the tag team championships. There's no such thing as Roman four belts. I don't see WWE doing it. It would defeat the purpose of everything that that they did for WrestleMania with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and it would defeat the purpose of the story of the bloodline right now because Jimmy and Jay Uso, they were blamed for not winning the tag team championships and the tag team championships, if they come back to Roman and Solo, what, what, what does that really prove? What does that really prove to anybody? That's not the story. The story is about power and greed and Roman abusing it and taking it and the family loyalty that is the bloodline and shoving it up everybody's ass because it doesn't really mean much. That's the story. So we will find out at Night of Champions, but the only thing that really mattered was the open. And then after that segment, Roman was yelling at Jimmy and Jay Uso, complaining that he had something to tell Sami Zayn, something that he wanted, waited months for to tell Sami Zayn, months coming out of Montreal, could not do it because of that plan, their sneak attack, and it ruining his moment. So that is the story with the bloodline. Everything else on SmackDown last night was a complete waste of time. Nothing mattered. Absolutely nothing mattered. We're going to go over it. We're going to go over all that happened. I got a lot of ranting to do about a certain uh, tag team championship in the WWE because they are so fucking stupid that they have not given us any explanation on what's going on with the women's tag team titles. I'm really sick of WWE just... Putting shit on TV with no explanation and people saying, oh, just be patient. Just be patient. No. No. Decisions were made. Explanations should come with decisions that you make. Simple. Well, thank you guys for joining me on this Saturday afternoon. I know it's unlike uh, me to be live on a Saturday afternoon with SmackDown, but like I said, I was at House of Glory last night. Excellent, excellent show. Jacob Fatu lost the HOG world title to Matt Cardona. Charles Mason. He defended the Crown Jewel Championship against Jake Something, former Impact superstar Jake Something. The best match of the entire night. When I tell you, man, 
wrestlers to look out for. Charles Mason, no matter how much of an evil prick he is, Charles Mason is the guy that you should be looking out for on the indies, man. And I'm going to say something to you guys. We all know how great MJF is and where MJF came from and watching the rise of MJF to where he is now. Charles Mason has that same quality, man, where he can legitimately be the type of heel that MJF is to AEW. Keep an eye on him. Awesome. Great show last night. Thank you to everybody that watched us on Fight TV. We'll be back on June 16th, I believe. Vikingo is making his HOG debut, and that is going to be a blast. Uh, Jason, I know, is excited. I'm fucking over the moon about calling his match, man. It's going to be great. We don't know who he's going to be in the ring against, but Vikingo is going to be making his HOG debut next month. It is going to be an absolute banger. So look forward to that. Also, guys, very important note. The Legend of JD from NY t-shirts. I believe we got 30 or so left. Make sure you go and get them this weekend. I was told that as of Monday, the sale is over. I would absolutely love to sell these things out. Or at least get very close to. So if you guys have waited and waited to get paid and were pondering, I'll just wait another couple of weeks. You got no time left. It's today and tomorrow only, and then it is gone. So make sure you click the link. I pinned it in the live stream chat. It will be pinned in the comments section after the video publishes. It will be in the description. Go and get your t-shirts today. Monday, they are gone. Thank you to all that have already done that. We also have Summer Scam shirts on Bonfire. Go get them in time for the lamest party of the summer. And that's what—that's exactly what it's trending to be, lame. They're on Bonfire exclusively. Summer Scam shirts. Thank you to everybody that has purchased some fine merchandise representing the podcast. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button. That is down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Let's, let's get those thumbs up. Turn them blue. We need a thousand likes on tonight's SmackDown post show. Super chats are open. Get them on in. We'll hang out at the end of the show as always. And memberships are open. You guys know the deal, man. Get those memberships in. Become a VIP right here on Off the Script. So the Bloodline, they opened the show last night. And like I said, it was the most important part of the entire show. So they're out there. Reigns gets his entrance. He milks the moments. Acknowledge me. Blah, 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 blah. So we saw a clip last week of Reigns shoving Jimmy Uso and revealing that he and Solo would be facing Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at Night of Champions. And... Reigns is in the ring telling South Carolina to acknowledge him. KO's music hits. And Roman Reigns gets to say nothing. Then Sami Zayn's music hits and they're both in the ring. And they are about to confront Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa before their tag team title match at Night of Champions. Reigns says, well, this works out well because I was going to call you guys out here anyway. 
He says that they should acknowledge him. South Carolina acknowledged me. Now it's your turn, being that you're out here, to acknowledge me. And then you can drop those titles anyway right here because, uh, you know, they belong to us. They will be in the bloodline again. And then you guys can see yourselves out and you can leave. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So Owens, he he didn't want to talk. He lifted the microphone as if he was going to say something to Roman, but he threw the microphone down. He put his belt down. He just wanted to fight. Fight Owens, fight. He stepped towards Solo Sokoa. Roman Reigns got in between them, put up his arm, and told Solo to stay back. Sami Zayn did the same thing to KO. Reigns says, listen, I, I, I don't want to talk to you anyway. I want to talk to Sami Zayn. He says he's experienced the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, but he only has one regret in his entire career. Rain says that one regret is wasting his life on Sami Zayn. Sami said his one regret is not hitting Roman with the chair sooner than he did at the Royal Rumble. He says they haven't been in the ring since Montreal, and he thought he'd never have the chance to look him in the eye and say everything that he's wanted to since February. He says he's dreamed of this moment for months, but now he has nothing to say to him except one thing. He said his whole life, everyone told him he was the best, and he's gotten everything he wanted, and now he wants the undisputed tag team titles. At Night of Champions, you are not going to get them, Roman. He said the reason you are not going to get them you are not as good as us, and you are not as good as the Usos either. So Sami Zayn with the zinger there, saying that Roman is not better than his cousins Jimmy and Jay. Reigns wanted to respond, saying he took it easy on Sami Zayn and gave him opportunities And before he even said anything else, which you know he wanted to, because he complained to Jimmy and Jay about it, the Usos attacked KO and Sami Zayn from behind. Jimmy and Jay high-fived in the ring as if they did a good job, and they slammed Sami on the table, they super-kicked Kevin Owens, and they get in the ring, and they're all happy, and they're thinking that Roman is going to be happy with what they did here tonight. And when Jimmy went in the ring and asked Roman Reigns for a high five, Reigns refused and yelled at Jimmy Uso. This is my ring. I didn't tell you to come out here. It was a simple plan. My plan. Reigns turned. He was upset at them. And he accidentally bumped into Solo Sokoa. 
Solo did not budge. He looked very irritated that Roman bumped into him, not knowing where he was walking. He looked down at his shoulder as if Roman made the biggest mistake of his life. Roman Reigns hesitated. He put his hands up, kind of apologizing, but not really. And then he left the ring. So the tease there, it was definitely a little Easter egg or a little seed planted about what's to come with Solo Sokoa. And I want you guys to pay attention to the demeanor that Roman Reigns had when he bumped into Solo Sokoa. Solo did not move. Solo had this this demeanor on him as if it was, motherfucker, you bumped into me? How dare you bump into me? Solo did not move. Roman Reigns, though, pay attention. Roman Reigns' body language was, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it, Us. It was almost... It was almost like he backed down from Solo. Almost as if Roman Reigns was subservient to Solo Sokoa. Backing away. He's not like that with the Usos. He doesn't show that type of attitude with Jimmy and Jay, but with Solo, he's like, I'm sorry, bro. There's a certain weakness there when it comes to Solo on Roman. What does that mean for the bloodline? Does that play into a larger role for Solo Sokoa in the future of the bloodline? So it's a little little thing that I picked up last night. Just make sure you guys keep an eye on that. And I did say in the beginning, Solo, I think he's going to start coming around because he's been quiet for a reason. He's observed from behind every single time we see the bloodline. He sees and hears it all. Solo will come to grips with what Roman is doing, and he will eventually side with his brothers. Roman is going to be on the island of relevancy all by himself. He will be sitting at the head of the table with nobody around him. That's exactly what's coming. This was easily the best thing on the show. Nothing else even came close to this opening segment. Was it the best bloodline segment that we've ever seen? No. Am I excited about the match at Night of Champions and the story that is going to be involved in that match? Yes. I am still interested in what the bloodline is doing. I'm still interested when Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are on TV. But WWE, you know, and and I mean this, and I know you guys don't like when I'm overly negative and, you know, the the, the fucking WWE marks out there, he doesn't know what he's talking about. It doesn't feel the same. Coming out of WrestleMania, there's a certain heat that is not there, that was there, going into WrestleMania. WWE is just turning the wheels, the engine's on, and WWE basically is doing 45 in a 60 on the Garden State Parkway. They're not really in any rush. They're not really in any rush to tell any big-time story going into Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia. WWE's taking their time. There's no rush to get Roman in a ring with the next victim for the World Heavyweight Championship. This is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. They're taking their time, and the slow burn and the hesitation on taking the stories and adding layer upon layer upon layer upon layer to them, it's not there 
as it was going into WrestleMania. Part of that is Saudi Arabia. WWE has their second pay-per-view in the month of May. Part of that is Roman taking a part-time schedule after WrestleMania is over. I'm not saying that Roman doesn't show up for work. He shows up for work when he, he absolutely needs to show up for work. But after WrestleMania, you start to see the light schedule that Roman does really have. I'm reading reports now that Roman Reigns is not going to defend his world titles again till SummerSlam. The fuck are we doing, man? That is that is ridiculous. WWE is just creating their own narrative. That Roman can defend the title at SummerSlam. You mean to tell me the last time he'll defend the title is at WrestleMania and we got to wait till SummerSlam? WWE has pay-per-views every fucking month. Whose fault is that? This man is holding two championships and you can't come up with a list of people that Roman could go in the ring with and defend the world title against. Which is greater, the story of the bloodline imploding or Roman's title reign? You can't have both. All that does to me and all that says to me is, well, WWE, they want to rewrite their record books and they'll do anything that they can to have that happen. It also tells me that WWE does not trust anybody to throw in there against Roman because all it means is that it's going to be another victim. How many more people do they have to throw in Roman's path and make a credible match out of? They don't. He's beaten everybody. So what the fuck does he need the championships for? He doesn't. All that you're seeing on TV does not require Roman to hold the championships. We didn't need a second world championship created for Monday Night Raw. We didn't need a Raw exclusive title. What we needed was Roman to lose the championships and get the WWE championship back on Raw. That's what we needed. If you wanted to retire the Universal Championship, that would be under WWE's discretion. Retire the Universal Championship, get the World Heavyweight Championship on SmackDown, put the WWE title back on Raw, and we are good to go. WWE is doing this with the Universal title because they want Roman to be the greatest Universal Champion of all time. Nobody will break his record, ever. So if you wanted to do that, WWE could have easily had Roman drop the championships. I don't understand why we need the championships on Roman when the story is about the bloodline and not about the championships. Someone on Twitter today told me something very interesting and it is very, very, very eye-opening as to what should have happened. And uh, listen, I've said this, the way you look at it, the way everything is now playing out, I know I was the one to say Cody needs adversity. He can't win the title on day one. He can't win the title in his very first match with Roman, blah, 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 blah. I also said that I don't see Vince McMahon giving a former AEW EVP priority over somebody like Roman Reigns that he's put so many so many hours and, and years and, and money into. 11 years. Eight years. We wasted on Roman being a babyface. The last three years have been fucking fantastic. I don't really understand how everybody thought Cody should have won. Vince was never going to allow that to happen. So no matter if it made sense or not, Vince was never going to allow that to happen. But I did say in between all this Cody needs adversity hysteria, I did say after the fact, I did say when the world championship on Raw was created, the Raw after WrestleMania that we saw was trash. And then the following Monday, we got Triple H unveiling a new world championship. It is a second place prize. It is a consolation prize. Roman, I, I don't know how many people still feel this way, but the way things played out, 
it really makes it seem that Cody should have beaten Roman at WrestleMania. Things would have made a lot more sense. And the way that things are playing out, it certainly feels like that was the direction that they went. Triple H, I believe, in my heart of hearts, was if he was in charge, he would have given Cody the world championship at WrestleMania. The reason why Roman did not lose the championships at WrestleMania is because Vince McMahon said so. Vince McMahon said so. He doesn't want Roman to lose the championships. This is more of a Vince thing than it is a Triple H thing. This started with Vince. It will end with Vince. It will end when Vince says so. With who? Vince wants it to end with. If Triple H was completely in charge of everything WWE, Roman would not be the champion right now. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. This was a Vince McMahon call. Cody could have been the guy that they had in mind. He's going to beat Roman leading up to WrestleMania week after week after week. Yeah, Cody's the guy. But in the 11th hour, when they got to WrestleMania, when they got to Los Angeles, Vince is like, nope, that ain't happening, pal. In the 11th hour, Vince said, fuck no, Roman's winning the title. This comes from a listener of the show. He says... All of this, including the tag team title match between the Bloodline, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens at Night of Champions, would have made a lot more sense if Cody had won the title at WrestleMania. All I'm saying is it's obvious Cody was supposed to win, but it was changed last minute. Even Cody versus Brock seems like it was meant to have the title on the line. And I cannot tell you guys that he is wrong. It certainly feels like Cody should have won the title at WrestleMania. It certainly feels like the tag team title match at Night of Champions certainly didn't need the world championship. It definitely feels like Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar should be for the world championship because there is no story there. There's none. They have failed to give us an explanation uh, as to why Cody has been attacked by Brock Lesnar. We're going into the second match now. This has been a month and a half of no explanation. You mean to tell me that this was the plan coming out of WrestleMania? Yeah, you got Sap and all these fucking idiots in the community saying, oh, this was the plan months ago. No, it wasn't. You're being fed false information. This was not planned months ago. This was not planned before WrestleMania. That was planned the day of, night two of WrestleMania. Literally, as soon as that match ended at WrestleMania, the idea for Brock and Cody happened the morning of WrestleMania, Raw after WrestleMania. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Because if that was the plan, then it would have had a storyline attached to it. Was the story Cody as world champion? Because otherwise, why would Brock Lesnar attack? Why would Brock Lesnar attack Cody Rhodes? He can't win the world championship from Roman. It's in the situation that they dealt with when Roman beat him the last time. He's not able to challenge for the world title as long as Roman's champion. But if Cody was the champion, that would make a lot more sense for Brock to attack Cody because he couldn't do that to Roman. I don't know, man. You're being fed false information. Wherever you're getting your news, they're lying to you. Or someone is lying to them and they're reporting bullshit. 
I know I've been the one to advocate Cody needs adversity. But I swear to God, man, I'll admit every time I'm wrong. I'm not saying that I'm wrong yet because I want to see if they do give us an explanation as to Cody and Brock. And if Cody somehow gets to SmackDown and wins the title this year at SummerSlam, which I think is the best case for Cody and Roman, I will admit I was wrong. But the way that we're seeing it play out right now, this shit sucks. Brock and Cody sucks. Roman and everything regarding him outside of the implosion of the bloodline has not felt the same. But but this is what happens when Vince gets what he wants. Vince wants what he wants, and it doesn't matter if it makes sense or not. If it doesn't make sense, Vince is going to do it anyway because it's what Vince wants. But Cody winning the title at WrestleMania certainly seems like it should have gone down at WrestleMania because everything else that followed does not make any sense at all. It does not make any sense at all. The tag team title match, my guy mentioned here, the tag team title match, all of this, including the tag team title match, would have made a lot more sense if Cody won the title at WrestleMania. Who were the two men in the ring with Cody at WrestleMania? Sammy and KO. That's enough right there. To tell the story between Sammy, KO, Solo, and Roman. They lost the tag team championships, did the Usos, on night one. Sammy and KO could have helped Cody win the title from Roman. Boom! Tag team titles! Roman, all he had to do was say, you know what? I lost my titles. I'm coming after your titles now. Fuck the Usos. They failed me. I'm going to win it myself. Did Roman need the world title for that? Does Roman need the world title to tell this story with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens? Certainly sounds like, and it certainly looks like it to me, that Cody winning the championships would have been a lot more sense to get where we are right now with Roman and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens going into Night of Champions. Cody was supposed to win the world championship at WrestleMania. Cody was planned to win the world championship at WrestleMania. Vince said no. Vince didn't want it. Vince is giving us all this uncertainty and all this bullshit happening after WrestleMania. Fact. Fact. You don't need to pay $5 to me for it. You could give me a super chat if you so wish. But you don't get your news from me behind a paywall. You just get the fucking facts because of what we see play out on television. But you pay $5 to somebody else so that they give you bullshit. There is no fucking way anybody could sit here and refute anything that I said. Zero. Zero. That's the way it should have been. That is the way it should have been. Adversity? Cody needed adversity one way or another. He did. I'm not wrong in that. But Cody winning the championships, it certainly looks like it makes a lot more sense than what we're getting now. All this is doing... All this is doing is making Cody feel worse. All this is doing is making Cody look worse. Because when we get to Cody and Rowan again, everybody is going to be colder than they were going into WrestleMania. And at that point, was it worth it? Was Roman's reign worth it then? No. It's not. No, but we got to get as close to Bruno's record as possible. But nope, we got to break Hulk Hogan's record and all these other fucking records. That's all they care about. WWE is a politically run company. It's about what one man wants. He created it. He will fucking change whatever he wants. He will end it when he wants. This is all Vince's fault. 
This is all Vince's fault. So the next time you want to pay fucking five dollars to some soy boy drinking bitch, just know that when you get my opinion here, most of the time it's really what makes sense. Bullshit. Vince is to blame for everything. SmackDown. We got some wrestling on this show. The Brawling Brutes, Rich Holland and Butch with Sheamus against Kit Wilson and Elton Prince. They are known as Pretty Deadly. I told you guys, man. I told you guys that Pretty Deadly is going to be something that you are going to have to warm up to, and it may take a very long time for you to realize what is going on with Pretty Deadly. They are not everybody's cup of tea. They're not. They are flamboyant. They are out there. They are over the top. They are more sports entertainment than they are pro wrestling. They are not bad pro wrestlers. They are very, they're a very good tag team. Very good. I just can't get behind the gimmick. I, I don't find it funny. I don't like the sports entertainment aspect of it, but it, what's makes, it, it, it's what makes them stand out more so uh, against all the other tag teams in the WWE. My thing is, WWE's really been giving them some vignettes. They had a vignette on this show, and they were in a kitchen, and they were basically hyping themselves up, and they didn't really, they didn't really get out there with this overwhelming fanfare on SmackDown last night. Very, very mild reaction, if, if that at all. I mean, it sounded like they got no reaction at all on SmackDown last night, especially in South Carolina. They did not connect with the crowd at all throughout this entire match. The only thing that the fans connected with were the Brawling Brutes because they're fucking great. But pretty deadly, anything that they did last night did not connect with the audience. It's going to take a while for these people to really get invested into what pretty deadly is doing. And, you know, I, I don't even think it worked on NXT. It didn't. Now, even that crowd, which is one of the more nauseating crowds in all of America when it comes to watching pro wrestling here in the States, they didn't even connect to pretty deadly. They were very mild reactions down in NXT, too, at the Performance Center. Sheamus was on commentary. And we got Butch and Kit Wilson beginning the match. Prince quickly tagged in. And Butch stomped on Pretty Deadly's fingers, both of them. Holland tagged in and Prince received a shotgun dropkick from Butch. And Butch was on his way out of the ring. Holland super uh, suplexed Prince. Wilson got in, made a blind tag, and they double-teamed Holland down. Prince came up, and he had uh, a little bit of a busted nose in the match. Typical of you wrestling the Brawling Brutes. Prince and Wilson landed some combination double-team. Uh, it was a combination leg drop splash on Ridge for a two-count. Holland eventually got the hot tag to Butch and Wilson. He was perched on Holland's back. Butch took out both Prince and Wilson with a huge fallaway slam. Butch hit Wilson with a kick to the ear, and Holland tagged in. Holland had both Prince and Wilson on his back. Like I, uh, like I said, he dropped them with a fallaway slam. Uh, Holland and Butch landed stereo 10 beats, just like Sheamus. And they were in trouble here. So pretty deadly, one of them was stuck in the ropes. Now, apparently there was some confusion with Butch on the outside, 
and they did not make a legal tag. Pretty deadly hit their finisher called Spilled Milk for the one, two, three, and Pretty Deadly wins their debut match on SmackDown. So the ref was taking care of Butch. I don't know what was going on there. Wilson shoved Holland into Butch. They collided heads, and then Pretty Deadly hit their finisher called Spilled Milk for the one, two, three, and they win. They win their debut on SmackDown. It's going to take a while, man. It really is going to take a while. I don't really see them going for tag team title gold anytime soon, especially with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens holding those titles. It's going to it's going to be it's going to be tough keeping them hot and getting them getting them hot and getting them to a point where the fans are really into what they're doing. They may have won won here on on SmackDown last night, but I don't know if that was a successful debut for uh, pretty deadly in WWE. Oscar. She went one-on-one with Zelina Vega. They're really highlighting Zelina Vega coming out of the Backlash show in Puerto Rico. And I don't really mind it. I just wish that they would let her wrestle a little bit more than they usually do. Like, it's great that we get Zelina Vega on TV and she's got this renewed sense of purpose and this renewed push being in the LWO. But if you're going to bank on Zelina Vega and ride the coattails of what she did in Backlash in in, in Puerto Rico, I mean, how long can you continue doing that? If you want her to be, if you want her to be successful, you're going to have to do more than just having her talk about Backlash and, and wrestling in Puerto Rico. She lost the match. She ended up a loser. She did not win the SmackDown Women's Championship. Let's stop pretending she's a winner, okay? She's not winning any matches. No, but she had a great showing in Puerto Rico. Doesn't really make any difference. It's not going to enhance her on WWE TV. And you can only talk about that for so long. By the time we get to fucking Christmas time, oh, remember what Zelina Vega did in Puerto Rico at Backlash? Gives a fuck. And by that time, she lost every match she's in. How does that make her a winner? How does that make her somebody the fans want to continue to support? Smash lasted six minutes. Oscar made her entrance. Zelina is in there. Bell rings. And Zelina, before the match, said that she wants to prove she can hang with the top dogs in the women's division. She said she gave her all to Rhea Ripley and showed what she can do toe-to-toe with the best. She said Oscar will find out that she is ready. And the match didn't really last long. Like I said, it lasted six minutes. And Oscar came at Vega quick. Vega countered with a roll through and a little kick to the head. Vega went for a 619. Oscar moved, dropped Vega on the announce table on the outside, throws her back in the ring. Oscar was just kind of having her way with Vega by kicking Vega in the head. Vega started making a little bit of a babyface comeback here, landed a basement drop kick, and then she gets Oscar in position for a 619. She got some of the 619, and then she goes to the top rope. And she goes for a big splash. Vega hit a Meteora for a two count. And they traded back and forth pin attempts. Oscar sank in the Oscar lock off of one of the pin attempts she countered. And Vega taps out to the Oscar lock. So Vega's doing Rey Mysterio's moves. And we're supposed to take her seriously now. She hits the 619. And instead of hitting the big splash, she hits the Meteora off the top row. Great. 
Right now, I need to see somebody else do fucking Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero moves in the LWL. Fantastic. Oscar uh, makes her tap out. One, two, three, and that's pretty much it. After the match, Bianca Belair ran in the ring and helped save Zelina Vega because Oscar would not break the Oscar lock. Oscar got the best of this, and she sprayed some mist in Bianca's face. It did catch Bianca in the face, but it did not blind her as Belair was uh, standing there with some of the green mist that Asuka spat on the side of her face. But like I said, it was not enough to blind Belair like it did on Monday where she sold it like death. So this is the build that we're getting for uh, their match at Night of Champions. Basically the same thing that we've gotten going into WrestleMania, and it's only being made because we need a women's championship match at Night of Champions because all the titles got to be on the line. That's exactly what we're getting, and it's pretty boring. It's pretty lame. So Belair is out there. She saves Zelina Vega. Asuka beats Vega in the... I would say, what was it? How many women's matches were on the show? The second women's match tonight? This was the first of two women's matches? I'm thinking how many women's matches are on SmackDown last night? It's exactly what it was. Two women's matches on SmackDown. This was the first of two. So we move on from that. And we got the Grayson Waller effect. Now, if you guys watch NXT, which at this point, I don't really know why you would watch NXT. This is uh, Grayson Waller's talk show on Tuesday nights. Basically, it's the same thing. We got a big desk. He's like a social media influencer. He's got the ticker of... Instagram tweets or Instagram stories and quotes from social media. They're all faked. They're all like, uh, Grayson Waller is great. Grayson Waller is uh, so amazing. And it's it's just nothing more than a love fest for Grayson Waller on uh, the Grayson Waller effect. There's, There's palm trees and there's just, you know, the typical talk show segment with WWE. A little bit more of embellished here with the uh, talk show aspect. So, Waller's in the ring, and he's got spotlights shining all over the crowd. He introduced himself, and he got a little decent reaction here. He said it's a treat for them to see his show in person. He introduced AJ Styles. Styles came out, and we got the brackets again for the World Championship Tournament, or the uh, finals, I should say, of the World Championship title tournament between AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. So... Waller said that he and Styles crossed paths in NXT. He said something Styles told him stuck with him regarding being phenomenal for 20 years. So they, like I said, add this little ticker at the bottom of the screen with fan comments and uh, love for Grayson Waller. Styles, he's out there, said he just came back from the longest injury time off in his career. He says all he could think about was his return. He said he trained hard, and now he has the opportunity to become the first ever world heavyweight champion. He said he wants it more than the air that he breathes. I doubt that is true. Waller says he just got goosebumps. Styles said Seth is on a movie set, and he's happy for him, but he surely, he is exercising and training so he can be ready. Styles is obviously... The fan favorite, I would think, here, a lot of people, man. I think I've seen more for Styles than than Seth right now. And then there was a report, I'll get to that in a second, about Seth Rollins being on this movie set uh, for Captain America, and, and people are taking this and running with it. it. It's not true at all. So 
Um, Grayson Waller says that he's exercising, he's training, no matter what movie set he's on. He vowed that he is ready. Waller said it'll be an instant classic. He says he's the most excited for uh, the ending of the match. He imitated Mike Rome and announced Seth Rollins as the new world heavyweight champion, did Grayson Waller. Styles looked a little angry here that Grayson Waller took that and ran with it. He stood up and shoved his chair down. Waller's music played as Waller and Styles exchanged some words as the segment came to a close. So they're basically setting up AJ Styles' feuds on SmackDown. First going to be with Karrion Cross, and then going to be with Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller and AJ have had a little back and forth on NXT TV. It wasn't really anything to fully invest in. It was something that NXT did to just, just to get the name of AJ Styles on the Tuesday night show for a ratings ploy or a ratings bump. That's all they did there. But with Styles being set up with Cross next week and then this segment, which obviously is going to be planting seeds for his long-term feud on SmackDown with Grayson Waller, is AJ Styles going to win the World Championship at Night of Champions? Probably not. There was a report that I've seen a bunch of people run with, and I said this on the video I did on it. People were legitimately taking the title of this report and running with it as if AJ Styles was going to win the world championship. That WWE had hesitancy on putting the title on Seth Rollins. Why would they be hesitant, hesitant to put the title on Seth Rollins? Rollins is not on Raw last week. Rollins is not going to be on Raw this week. They got two segments filmed for the next two weeks with Rollins in a sit-down interview with Corey Graves. They did this because all he needed was two weeks away from WWE television to go and film the small role that he has in this new Captain America movie, and then he will be back in time for WWE and Night of Champions. I don't understand you people. Oh, they're going to give the title to AJ Styles because Rollins is off to Hollywood. No, he's not. His role required him to take two weeks off. He's going to film for two weeks. He's going to be in Saudi. He's going to win the world title. And then he's going to be the world champion. Simple. If Rollins wants to pursue Hollywood after his WWE career is winding down, this is what that is going to do. Rollins is getting his feet wet. Rollins is going to be in a new movie, and he's going to be a Hollywood actor when his career is over. That's what this means. Same thing for Becky Lynch. I could see Becky Lynch getting into Hollywood act acting as well if she wants to go follow that career path after she's over, after she's finished with the WWE. I don't understand why people ran with this and made it the end of the end all be all. Rollins ain't winning the world championship. It's going to be going to go to Styles. No, it's not. How is a SmackDown guy going to win the world championship that is exclusive to Raw? They could do it. They could make sense of it. But again, it would defeat the purpose of the draft and the brand split. So that's that. I don't really believe that AJ is going to have a chance of winning this championship. The Street Profits. They were together tonight. Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. They were teaming up against L.A. Knight and Rick Boogs. This went four minutes. Everybody was very angry that L.A. Knight creatively is going to be putting a tag team with Rick Boogs. 
Clearly, that didn't last long. The tag team is already over. So LA Knight made his entrance. He said, let me talk to you. He said he told everyone when he arrived that he's looking for titles. And that includes the tag team titles. I I think I'm going to need to stop you right there. I I don't think the tag team titles are going anywhere right now, especially with them being contested with the bloodline, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Not going to happen. LA Knight should not be going after tag team titles. He said the Street Profits walked into his territory and he decided he could beat them with anybody as his partner. He said he'll lead the team to a W with Rick Boogs. Out came Boogs. And Michael Cole said that Rick Boogs was excited about this match all week long. He came out. He dropped his singlet straps. He flexed. He's as big as a fucking tank, is Boogs. He played air guitar. And that was basically it. Team of LA Knight and Rick Boogs is now official. So we get in the ring. Like I said, this match lasted around four minutes. Boogs pressed forward over his head. He did arm curls with Dawkins. Ridiculous strength by Boogs. Knight tagged in. He power slammed Dawkins and then landed a leaping elbow drop for a two count. Knight tagged Boogs back in. Dawkins avoided a double team move and tagged in Montez. Ford rallied against Boogs and knocked him out to the outside. He clotheslined uh, uh, Knight, rather. He clotheslined Knight over to the floor as well. Um, then Ford landed a running flip dive at ringside and took out both Boogs and Knight. Dawkins landed the sky high frog splash. Uh, or out of the, uh, he landed a sky and then Ford landed his frog splash for the one, two, three. My notes are all over the place because I was uh, half, a, half asleep at fucking 1.30 in the morning watching this shit. Uh, Dawkins landed sky high and then Montez hit the leaping frog splash for the one, two, three. Four minutes. Four minutes. Smash meant absolutely nothing. Knight consoled Boogs after the match only to kick him and give him a finish with the BFT right down face first to the mat. Uh, He left as his music played, and Michael Cole said he was upset Boogs didn't back up his trash talk. There you go. And then this one, Cole said things could be worse for L.A. Knight. He could be Baron Corbin. What a way to bury Baron Corbin, huh? I mean, the match meant nothing. I mean, I don't know why we need a L.A. Knight versus Rick Boogs feud. I'm guessing this is where it's going. This is what WWE, this is the quality of television that we're getting because WWE has zero stories because they need a night of champions in Saudi Arabia build. This is what we're getting. I pray to God that after night of champions, things turn the corner and get better. I really do. Ridiculous. Who asked for LA Knight teaming with Rick Boogs? I'm a Boogs guy. Does Boogs have potential? Sure. But L.A. Knight, you're wasting L.A. Knight. All I hear is, oh, Triple H loves L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight is going to have a rocket pack strapped to him. He's going to be he's gonna be a, a top priority for SmackDown management. I don't know what the fuck we're waiting for. What are we waiting for? Is he going to be a part of the Money in the Bank contract? Ladder match? Who's going to be in that match? We need something to happen with L.A. Knight. United States title, something. Get this guy on TV in some more meaningful shit, not teaming with Rick Boogs in a match that ultimately will mean nothing for the growth and the rise of LA Knight. 
Will this help Rick Boogs? Probably, if they want to fucking help Rick Boogs out to grow on SmackDown and get him, you know, in the eyes of the audience as somewhat of a major deal. He's young enough. But what are we doing here? Cameron Grimes. They aired a clip of Cameron Grimes beating Corbin in a few seconds last week. Six seconds to be exact. After Corbin mounted off at him before the bell. Megan Morant interviewed Cameron Grimes backstage. Grimes says he is thrilled. His name is associated with one of the fastest victories in WWE history. He said on SmackDown, he's going straight to the moon. Cameron Grimes. I like Cameron Grimes. I hope they have a plan for him on SmackDown. He's way too good to just be feuding with Baron Corbin. So they showed the Usos backstage. They were getting ready for their tag team match with uh, the LWO, Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar in the main event. They got a promo airing with Karrion Cross and Scarlett. Karrion Cross targeted AJ Styles next and called him Allen. And they held up a tarot card with AJ Styles on the front of the card. Why? I don't know. I hope we get a reason as to why they're targeting AJ Styles. The match is happening next week. Are we going to be in line for an explanation? Or is this going to fly underneath the fucking uh, radar? And nobody's going to give a shit. I love how they just put shit on TV with no explanation. Oh, it's a good match. Sounds like WWE is becoming more Tony Khan-esque over the weeks. Leading into uh, Night of Champions. Just nothing. No explanation on anything. TikTok, Alan. Why? Why are you targeting AJ Styles? Is this some long-term feud that's going to see play out on television? I don't know. You got AJ feuding with Grayson Wall. Then you want to throw him into a match with Karrion Cross. Why? Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. NXT Women's Tag Team Champions on SmackDown. Great. Valentina Feroz and Ulisa Leon. One minute. They won with a double-team gory bomb. That's their finish. The announced team announced that Liv Morgan will be out with an injury for a long time due to Dakota Kai injuring her shoulder with a running knee two weeks ago. They played the injury in slow-mo. They actually showed when the injury occurred. Surprising. There will be a fatal four-way match on Raw in two weeks. This is after Night of Champions, featuring Raquel Rodriguez and a partner of her choosing against Ronda... (coughs) Ronda... And Shayna Baszler, Bailey and EO Sky, and Sony Deville and Chelsea Green. So the titles have been stripped off of Raquel. <laughs> She's still smiling. She just got 
stripped of the women's titles, but oh yeah, I can't wait to find a new partner. Smiling. They just took the titles from a man. Is there, is there anything that upsets this woman? Really? Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green have been feuding for the tag team titles. They're going to probably make a case out of how they're being screwed here. Bailey and Io are not winning the titles, even though they're the best team in this match. And Raquel and whoever the fucking choice is of her partner. I mean, I, I don't give a shit. Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey are winning this match, and they will be the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. You just might as well give Ronda and Shayna the Tag Team Championships. We know they're going to win. My question is, this would have been a perfect opportunity for WWE to take the NXT Women's Tag Team titles and... I don't know, fuse them into the women's tag team titles on the main roster, the WWE women's tag team title. Why are we in a situation still where we have the NXT tag team titles, the women's tag team titles, and the WWE women's tag team titles on the same fucking brand? Why? Does anybody have an explanation for this? Why are they not in this match? Fire and Isla Dawn, why are they not in this match? They could have won the match and you could have made them the women's tag team champions. And then at that point, they could have won and you could have fused the titles together, merged the titles together and get rid of the NXT titles. They are not needed. What are we doing here? So you're going to crown another set of women's tag team champions while having the NXT women's tag team champions still parading around on SmackDown. Why? Why? This was a golden ticket, a golden opportunity for WWE to make something right, to correct an error, to correct a wrong, and they refused to do it. I don't know. I don't know. Didn't you call up? Uh, This is what I don't get, man. Please tell me when I'm telling lies. Where is Casey Cotanzaro, Katana Chance, whatever the fuck you want to call her, Katana Chance, where are Katana Chance and Caden Carter? Where are they? Didn't they get called up to the main roster? Why are they not in this match? That's what I want to know. Wouldn't they be great women's tag team champions? I don't know. That would have been great, too, for them to win it, right? For them to win the women's tag team titles. And then you could do the match that you fucking canceled from Tuesday night a couple weeks ago. Isla Dawn and Alba Fire versus Katana Chance and Casey and uh, Kaden Carter. I don't even know what the fuck her name is. Katana Chance and Kaden Carter for the women's tag team titles. Unify them. What are we doing? This company is fucking clueless. Straft is a fucking waste. I just gave WWE idea after idea after idea. And here we go. We got four fucking titles. Two sets of women's tag team titles. One belongs on Tuesday night. Still floating around on the main roster. Why? Why? And the match is happening after. 
after Night of Champions. We could have crowned the champions on Monday and then get the unification match on Saturday at the pay-per-view, but WWE even refused to do that. I don't even think they know what they need to do or what they want to do. No, 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 but Triple H, Triple H was completely in charge of the draft. <laughs> you guys are fucking mental. No way. No way. Yeah, let's call up the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions and do nothing with them on the main roster. I'm sorry, uh, do we need an explanation? Yeah. I don't get it. The draft is looking more and more like a joke every time we see something like this happen. Got the Raw title on SmackDown, the SmackDown title on Raw. What are we doing? What are we doing? Kayla Braxton interviewed Rodriguez, who sent well wishes to Liv Morgan. She's interrupted by Bailey and EO Sky. Bailey said Dakota was hurt last week, but they'll be waiting to face Rodriguez and a partner of her choice. Bailey was wearing a Dakota Kai t-shirt that I thought looked like a damage control t-shirt, but it was three images of Dakota. EO did not like that. EO did not like that. EO is feeling left out of damage control. So the quicker we break EO up from damage control, the better off EO will be. And Rodriguez, her partner next week, I'm going to spoil it for you guys because I uh, I doubt you guys care. Her partner next week is Shotzi Blackheart against Damage Control. There you go. Just in case you guys were wondering, Shotzi. And who's going to be her partner on Monday for the tag team titles? Probably Shotzi as well. Austin Theory, he's in the ring. He's cutting a promo. United States champion. Does not have a match yet. I don't think he will at Night of Champions. So in the ring, he said everybody's parents and their parents and their parents' parents know who Austin Theory is. Doubtful. He says when he arrived on SmackDown, he expected respect. Instead, he was ganged upon by two former world champions, Bobby Lashley and Sheamus. He says, well, I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but please continue to push that narrative of, yeah, yeah, they ganged up on uh, poor Austin Theory. You were in a fucking championship tournament match. Tournament match. Not like you uh, were given this because they hate you. You were vying for a world title. Bobby Lashley and Sheamus. He says they both know He'd have defeated Seth and become the new world heavyweight champion if not for them working together. That's not a theory. That is a fact. He said Lashley is following him around and he's got a weird obsession with him. He said Sheamus doesn't understand. He says he felt they have some things in common. He says they're both tough and strong and they have both beat John Cena. He said uh, he did it this year and Sheamus did it 12 years ago when he was 13. Sheamus walked out. Theory asked if he had something to say. Sheamus gave him a bro kick and left. Wow, man, what a thoughtful fucking angle here, man. What, what, a, what a segment. Who came up with that one, man? How long did it take you to come up with that segment? The match, by the way, for the United States title, not happening at the pay-per-view. It's happening next week on SmackDown. So Austin Theory will not be defending his championship at night of champions. 
Backstage, Paul Heyman approached the Usos. He says he's got it all under control and the tribal chief forgives them. Jimmy asked if he'd be out there for uh, the tag team title or the tag team match later. Heyman said, uh, no. Jimmy kind of looked disappointed when he told him no. Heyman says he's the tribal chief and a lot goes into that. He said his focus is on Night of Champions and then in two weeks, a celebration of the 1,000 days reign. Yeah, celebration of the title reign that WWE could not afford to give Roman a competitor for. Great. He told them that they've got the victory. Please don't make that a prediction. Make that a spoiler. Jay looked at Heyman very angrily and walked to the ring. The Usos in the main event with Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. This went 14 minutes and this was not bad. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm really over just the formulaic tag team matches in the main events. They're never bad matches. It's always the same shit, though. There's nothing interesting. There's nothing exciting. I mean, for what it was, it was a fine TV main event. But, I mean, how many times have we seen this type of TV main event? Almost every week. So Escobar's in there. He rallied against Jimmy. And took Jimmy down with a top rope, Hearn Karana. He goes for cover, he gets a near fall. Right tagged in, landed a top rope leg drop. Jay broke up that cover for a two count. Jay super kicked Escobar off the ring apron. Ray set up Jimmy for a 619, but Jimmy kicked him. Jay hit a quick top rope splash for a near fall. And we speed up here. The Usos start to set up stereo Uso splashes. From opposite corners, Kevin Owens walked out. He distracted the Usos. Sammy shoved Jimmy off the top rope. Ray set up Jimmy for a 619. He hit it. He then tagged in Escobar, who landed the top rope splash to finish off the 619 sequence. And that was enough for the victory. One, two, three, and the LWO get the better of the Usos and beat Jimmy and Jay. In the main event, they cut backstage to Roman Reigns, who was disgusted that the Usos lost again. Solo was uh, standing there, and he was about to head to the ring, and Roman put his hand up again and said, no, no. Roman advised him not to go to the ring, and Michael Cole, the last thing that we hear Michael Cole say is, I wonder what that means for the bloodline and Night of Champions. You know... With all these matches and these factions, this is what I said, man. How many, look, we got the LWO, we got Imperium, we got the Brawling Brutes, we got the Bloodline, right? We got all these factions in WWE. What are we doing with two women's titles, two tag team titles, two women's tag team titles? I mean, WWE needs to consolidate these tag team championships, these singles championships, one woman's title. Get rid of the women's tag team titles. Make a singles intercontinental title for the women. Get rid of the tag team titles. One tag team titles across both brands. How great would it be if WWE introduced trios championships? Seriously. I mean, it would be great for teams like the LWO and the Judgment Day. Maybe WWE should start thinking about that instead of giving us these tag team matches that ultimately mean nothing uh, afterwards. Trio's championships to WWE would actually be a fun aspect to the show, but I can't see that happening because Vince would never sign off on that. 
This SmackDown was largely disappointing. Nothing happened. It was more of the same and nothing outside of the bloodline. But WWE has nobody to blame for that because they have a pay-per-view coming up next Saturday that they've put little to zero effort into. They're putting matches on the show for the sake of making matches because they want to get paid at Saudi Arabia. They don't give a fuck what goes on over there. And WWE is having a show tied to a gimmick where all the championships are on the line. We got two matches on the show that are non-title matches. And not all the championships are even on the line on this show. So how is it really night of champions? It's night of champions because Roman is celebrating a thousand days as champion. That's the only reason why it's night of champions. Show sucked. SmackDown was an absolute snooze fest last night, but I don't know what you guys enjoyed on the show. I I did not. I did not. Guys, thank you so very much for joining me on this Saturday afternoon. We're about to get into the Super Chats in just a little bit. Please go hit that thumbs up. I would really appreciate if you do. 1,000 likes is the minimum today on this Saturday stream. Smackdown post for May 19th, last night, 2023. Super Chats are open. Memberships are always open. Always accepting VIP applications for the OTS venue. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Go get your new t-shirt, man. You have until Monday to get your Legend of JD t-shirts now available. Link is pinned in the live stream chat. Go and do that. You want any more merchandise? Everything is exclusively on bonfire.com. Go and check that out. And go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel, man. There is plenty of content with a brand new week coming up. I don't know what I'm doing for the rest of the weekend, man. I may give you guys a stream later depending on how I feel. I don't know. It would be a last-minute stream, so I don't really want to do that because I hate doing that. Uh, but I may actually just record something long form for tomorrow. So uh, I'll keep you guys posted on social media. Just kind of a wrap, a wrap up for the week. Going over the major stories. So we'll see what happens. D- depending on how I feel. It's a miserable day in New York City today. So I, I don't really want to do much of anything. But let's get into the Super Chats, guys. I appreciate you hanging out with me this Saturday afternoon. Uh, Sunny Singh with a four ninety nine Super Chat. He says, May 19, oops. Kane is going to kill me now. Don't worry, Wednesday Adams family. The Adams family will save me from Kane. I have no idea what you're talking about, Sonny. No idea. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. Even now, Roman and Sammy have great chemistry. They always have. You just never knew it because Vince would never allow that thing on WWE TV before Triple H. Noah Driscoll with a seven months. Thank you, brother. What's up, JD? Hope all has been well. Here's to being a proud member of the OTS community for seven months. Thank you, Noah. Peter Gaymore with a 220. Embarrassing show last night. Also, no Omas. Um... Omas is uh, a free agent, bro. So you never know when he's going to show up. He can show up anytime. 
three kings with the nine months. Nine months. I'm boogie now. Love Rick Boogs, bro. Michelle Moran with a $5 super chat. Without giving away any spoilers, I think KO and Sammy are retaining their titles probably by miscue from the Usos. Especially if at Money in the Bank, they do Usos for Solo and Roman. Well, that's the rumor. Roman not defending his title until SummerSlam against two? I don't know. The Dud with a $10 super chat. Can't wait to play Fight Forever. Yes, apparently it is being released the Tuesday after Forbidden Door. When I get the game, my first act will be to play as Darby Allen. And should AEW have a brand split, I hope the brands are treated equal and not unfair, like how WWE usually favors Raw over SmackDown. Well, I don't know if they favor Raw over SmackDown, bro. I think they favor SmackDown over Raw. And um, I don't know. We'll, let, we'll, we'll find out soon enough, man. June 17th is that uh, collision show, so we'll find out soon. Tay-Tay with a 199. Can you bring back They Do It For Roman's t-shirt? Uh, I don't think so, bro. That was uh, a moment in time, fit for that time, and I don't really think that uh, really makes uh, sense right now. RB065 with a $5 Super Chat. Here is $5. Better off giving it to me than some fucking dirt sheet that don't know what the fuck they're talking about, RB. Thank you, brother. Ali with a $4.99. JD, I definitely can see you book wrestling than Vince McMahon and with WWE Creative. Thank you, Ali. Zero Clark with a 499. I have been more entertained by watching Tears of the Kingdom players builds than the last few shows. Well, I mean, how many years does it take for a Zelda game to come out, bro? We're long overdue, so enjoy away. Prodigy RKO with a 21 months in the venue. What's up, JD? I don't know if you covered this, and if I did miss it, why are the women's titles switched? Is WWE going to mention it? Really annoying. Prodigy, I, I've been mentioning it every stream, brother. If you are in any stream of mine, I have mentioned it. I even talked about it tonight. Not today, Jay, within eight months. Happy eight months, JD. It's also great to be back after being gone for two weeks. Well, happy to have you back, Jay. Joey Avalon with eight months. Eight months and counting, says Joey Avalon. Thank you, brother. Peter Gaymore with a 550. Everything post-WrestleMania reminds me of 2012 Vince. Awful television. Embarrassing. Also, no Omas. And LJ Best Ever with a 22 months. Oh, my goodness. This man is two months away from a golden microphone, man. He's in the exclusive club. OTS for life. I finally found peanut butter whiskey. Wow, it's good stuff. Bro, I got three bottles downstairs, man. Excellent. It is very dangerous, man. Be careful. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you for hanging out this afternoon. Quick stream. Nothing too much. Just wanted to go over SmackDown and what we saw last night. I appreciate you guys very much for hanging out with me. Keep an eye on the socials for what I do next. Obviously, we still got news to cover this weekend. Whatever happens, I'll be here. And we'll make some uh, videos and talk about the news and we'll have a good time. I appreciate you guys, though. Listen, follow me on social media for all the updates. At JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, 
TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. And make sure you guys go check out all the existing content on the channel. Next time you see me live, guys, will probably be on Monday, following Monday Night Raw. Thank you guys for a great stream on this Saturday afternoon, and I'll see you back right here in the venue for Monday Night Raw right here on OTS. I'll see you guys later.